Hey, welcome back to the Quit Your Day Job podcast. Today, Nathan and Brooke and I talk to Daniel Batal, video extraordinaire. How do you think that that went, guys? Amazing. Uh, he had so much knowledge to give to our audience and so many great tips and not just tips for shirts or, or anything or videos. He had some great sage life advice. So he kept talking about like, he, like his age was a disadvantage and it definitely isn't. It was, uh, it gave us some great wisdom and some great feedback about what he's learned throughout his life and coming from a creative background himself. So I can't thank him enough for spending the time and talking with us, talking with us today. So yeah, it was super impressive. I was shocked that he didn't actually have a marketing background and that he just figured everything out as, as he grew his channel. That was wild. Yeah, which is probably why he's so good at actually breaking things down and making them digestible for people to actually learn themselves is that he had to learn it himself as well. So he knows how to explain it. All right, Brooke, do you want to push the magical button to, to play the interview here? Yep, let's Wallace do the damn thing. Button. Boop. Okay. Pushing it. Pushing Boop. Button. <laughs> We're here today with Daniel Batal. He is uh, one of our Spreadshop brand ambassadors. Just real quick again, just to recap. When we look for brand ambassadors, we're not just looking to like pay someone to say something nice about us. We're looking for the influencers of influencers, as we call them. So, or people that are watching uh, and getting value out of other people's content. So in this case, Daniel, we found him. He does like great video uh, work and helping others improve their content. So with that uh, said, Daniel, do you want to introduce yourself and give us like a 30,000 foot view of who you are and what you're up to? <laughs> 30,000 foot view is the right view. I found that the farther away from me that you are, the better I look. So I'm, I'm all in. Um, yeah, so my name is Daniel Batal. I'm a uh, content creator. I'm a silver play button uh, YouTuber. I'm also a brand influencer and SEO consultant and software consultant for a lot of different companies. So I wear a lot of hats in any given day. But um, basically, the, the main thing that I do, uh, my mission in life and on my YouTube channel um, is I help content creators make better content in order to grow their YouTube channels. That whole mission of learning to make videos, make them better, make stuff that people will want to watch, get it onto YouTube, and then start being successful as a content creator because uh, the journey doesn't end when the video is done. There's a, there's a whole other path that you're still on. Sweet. So, yeah. like, is this, is this, is this your full time thing, or do you have like? It sounds like you have a background in, in marketing then. So what does it? How did you? <laughs> good, all right, good. I pulled the wool over your eyes as well. Um, no, you know, I, it's, which is really funny. I was a professional musician uh, for a lot of years. I had a couple of major that label record the deals. Guitars. Yeah, it, there's a lot. There's a there's a there's a lot to unpack with me. <laughs> so, Great, we but love I was. It. I was also a uh, I was also a general contractor for over three decades. Whenever I'd come home from tour, I'd get right into you know picking up the hammer and building. Uh, we did a lot of commercial and residential renovations, so I always had a lot going on. I've been somewhat self employed most of my life, and uh, I actually I stopped swinging a hammer finally uh, two years ago in January, where I said, "All right, this is this content creation thing. I think I I think I can do this." I had built up enough momentum where it was still a struggle switching over and quitting that job and saying, this is what I'm going to do. But it's been, uh, I was able to go full in and really focus on trying to grow something uh, bigger than just being a quote unquote YouTuber. And it's been fun. That's one of the reasons uh, that we're working together now. There's always, there's always more than just making videos, right? Yeah. Definitely. So was there uh, like a certain point where you were like, this is it, I'm ready to quit and, and start content creation full time? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always like everybody has their own their own factors, right? With you know, you finally hit that wall and go, that's it. Now I'm I'm going in. Um part of it was I'm 54 years old, which was one of the things that I was a little worried about like, you know, there's a lot of young content creators, all these TikTokers and stuff out there. I'm like, who look at who brought granddad to the party? <laughs> like is this going to work? Um but you know, getting older also being in the trades and going through a lot of different recessions and um, having to, you know, have companies scale down, fire everybody, then build them back up. And, you know, I'm a guy who was always a, a contractor, but I was an installer. Like, I was there working every single day. So the, the body gets older, the knees, after a lot of decades, stop working, the back stops working. And I, and I kind of went, listen, you've got some hard choices to make here, old man, and you better start thinking about what's going to happen next. And so it was a lot of that. There was I had uh, been able to establish enough initial momentum with my YouTube channel to start, you know, um, drawing in some revenue. And I saw opportunities and it hit the point where I said, you have to make a choice because, you know, I was working all day and then I was up all night editing videos and I do have a family. And at some point you have to go, listen, make a decision here. <laughs> so that's, so that's where I went when it finally hit that point. Well, with age comes, comes experience. Uh, you would so think so, right? Yeah. That's what I keep telling people. And they keep <laughs> laughing at me like, yeah, let me know when you get to that age. Well, I think it, I think it shows and, and speaking back to your videos, one of my favorite things that you're able to do is take something that's seemingly really complicated and break it down into something that's really digestible and easy to understand. Can you talk a little bit more about that process is about how you actually take a video or a process of actually editing and able to break the, break that down to the layman, I guess, for the, just getting started. So, yeah, sure. And you know, it's, I'm, I'm really happy that that comes across and that that's what you, that's what you felt when you've watched my content. Because when I started, I actually have another YouTube channel that I haven't uploaded to in years. Um, and it was one I started with my son where he, he kind of like wanted to do a YouTube channel. And I'm like, well, I, I have like a YouTube thing. I don't know if I'd call it a channel. I was just embedding um, construction videos that we were using, you know, uh, out on the, uh, on the internet for my website and stuff. Yeah. And he wanted to do something. So we started this kind of a, this kind of a food challenge um, channel. But that has about 10,000 subscribers and it draws, it still draws revenue. Um, and we were just having fun. And I said, when this is no longer fun, let's not, I don't want this to be a chore. I want it to be time I can spend with my son. And when it's not fun, let's, let's just stop. And when it got to the point where it's like, hey, Jonas, do you want to make a video? He's like, oh, you know, I kind of would, you know, I'd rather go <laughs> ride my bike with my friend. I'm like, okay, I get the hint. It's time to stop. But I didn't want to stop. I loved what I was doing. I'd learned enough about YouTube. I'd learned enough about, you know, initial video editing. And then it came time to make, I, I wanted to keep going. And I, but I didn't want to keep doing that. But I'd learned enough from it that I wanted to do something different, right? Because I, I was changing the paradigm. It was myself and my son being knuckleheads and eating spiders and hot sauce. And, you know, right? <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it's kind of less exciting when I do it alone. Um, so I, I started this next channel. I really thought about it. We actually built, I sat with a, a pal of mine, Brian G. Johnson, and we built a couple of sketches of channels. I said, well, what do you think about this? And I actually like made the channel art, made a couple sample videos, and we worked through a few different ideas. And I finally settled on this idea of like, you know, being authentic is important. So I was a guy who was trying to figure out how to make videos, put them onto YouTube and grow a YouTube channel. And I said, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, like, what is going to be more relatable than the actual thing that I'm, I'm doing, the, the, the space I'm living in? So I started doing that and making that content. And along the way, when I would figure out how to do something or use um, video editing software, every time I would turn to a tutorial to try to learn something, because I use YouTube as a viewer, a lot of the tutorials were either, you know, 40 minutes long and really boring by people who looked like they were my, you know, seventh grade <laughs> science teacher. And I'm like, oh, 
get get to the chorus already, would you? And so I said, I know I've, if I can make these fun, quick, to the point and digestible, if I can take things that seem complicated and if I've figured out how to do them, if I can just explain them in layman's terms, well, just do this or just try that and you can pull this off using very simple editing software, not like super high end, high learning curve, um, you know, uh, you know, crazy Adobe Premiere Pro or After Effects. If I can do it with simple software, I bet you yeah. I can connect. And I started down that path and lo and behold, it, uh, uh, the better I got at doing it, um, the better the video started performing and the better um, people started responding to them. That's awesome, man. I we've, we've just been like kind of in awe, like watching your videos. I know like I started to dabble a little bit with like my side, you know, my side thing is like doing comics and stuff like that. And I was watching a lot of your videos thinking like, oh, wow, I'm getting tips from like the StreamYard videos you do. And that's why we're using like the StreamYard software. So I feel like this knowledge really passes down. And from the Spreadshop side, of course, like we're merch and we know for a fact that like creators have that merch um, you know, that stream of income or that stream of uh, spreading their brand with their merch. And that's kind of how we're trying to connect with um, people like you. And oh, you mentioned Brian G. Johnson. So he's another one of our ambassadors. He's fantastic. Sure. Is. Um, I've watched his videos in the past as well, too. So like, it's, it's just really nice. And how does that feel to know? I mean, you must feel it, right? Like when people, you know, that you're helping people, you know, that your content is actually helping someone improve. So like, I guess that's, part one of that, how does that feel? And part two is what's your advice to somebody out there that's stuck in a shitty day job that they don't like, and they're thinking about doing something, but they're like, oh, I'm 40 or I'm, you know, at whatever age they are, 40. I'm it's 40. too late for me. <laughs> like what's I remember your, what's 40. your, how, how do you get people motivated to just start something? That's a great question. So the first part of that question is how do I feel when the stuff connects I'm, I'm one of the things that people say about me, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm right about 200,000 subscribers now, which I, I feel very blessed that the channel has been able to grow to that size. Um, and, uh, you know, I make a point of always going into the comments section and answering as many comments as possible to the point that if you go to almost any one of my videos, 90 to 95% of those comments, unless they've slipped by me, have been responded to in some way, because I, I always felt like, Boy, if someone's going to take the time to watch my video and leave a comment, I'm going to I'm going to honor that time and try to get back to them and at least, you know, try to answer their questions or if they were just saying that it was really good content, you know, let them know that I appreciate that. And that's been a big part of it. Like I, I that that whole staying connected with the people who are taking the time to watch my content, no matter no matter what size my channel is. There may come a point down the line where it becomes impossible to do that. But one of the comments I always get is, you know, I'll respond to somebody and they'll be like, I can't believe you responded. I'm like, well, what were you <sighs> expecting? You know, when, when you left a comment, I guess there's enough people who don't that I wanted to be, again, that different guy that really connected with people. I'm no different than yeah. any creator out there. I don't care if I have more subscribers or more views than you do. We're all on the same path. And I wanted to make sure that my journey never got detached from the journey um, of everybody else. I started coming to YouTube. I had zero subscribers and zero views, and I had to figure out a way to do that. So that portion of the question uh, was really, uh, I'm honored anytime someone takes the time to watch a video, subscribe to my channel, share a video out, or leave me a comment that, that either asks a question or tells me, you know, tells me that they may have liked something that I did or it helped them in some other way. Um, the uh, what was the second half of that question? I talk so much I forget. The, 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 the tip for the tip for anybody that's out there thinking about something and they maybe started or they haven't started it yet. Like, what's the main driver? How would you 
consult someone and say like get going like what's the biggest tip to get going um well that's just uh, it uh, you know the being a, a a content creator and a youtuber in specific is hands down one of the hardest jobs that i've ever had and i've had some pretty hard jobs you know i was a, i was ripping second stories off of the house and adding third story i mean i've had some tough jobs but this thing requires you to wear so many hats you mean you have to be you know, if you're making content and you're on screen, you have to be an on-screen presenter. You have to understand the equipment that you're using, microphones. You have to understand computers. You have to understand um, software that you may be using along the way. You have to know how to actually be a videographer. You have to know how to be a video editor. You have to know how to learn SEO because part of YouTube is YouTube is also a search engine. So you have to understand how to do keyword research for certain things when you want to be found in uh, some of the traffic sources like like YouTube search. Uh, you have to understand to be how to uh, how to be a graphic artist because you got to make thumbnails and channel art and it's it is such an overwhelming job that what i try to do is simplify that for creators and say listen don't get caught up in the weeds of it that will come it's going to take you time to get good at all those things so don't jump in make three videos and go well it's not working nobody's watching my videos what you have to understand is that youtube is a pretty simple platform it's high functioning and has a lot of options but all youtube is trying to do is get people watching and keep them watching because it's advertisement based they're trying to serve ads along the way and channels that do that get recommended more often so instead of worrying about youtube think about the conversation that you're in you know decide who the target audience that you want to talk to is and then try to get in that lane and stay in that lane because then when people start watching your videos and if they like them and you're doing a good job and as you slowly get better all of your content is relevant to the same interest point so that when you make another video and another video youtube understands the kind of um the kind of audience to connect that content with and can use all that traffic data of who watched it who liked it who clicked on it who left a comment to figure out other similar viewers to reach out to and present it to so if you're just starting out try to find your lane think of a value proposition what your channel's about who the target audience is and why they would watch your content and then just stay in that lane and make that content to the best of your ability and build it up over time because uh, YouTube really is a marathon, not a sprint. You want to build something that's bigger than a single video. You know, it's not about one viral video that does happen to some people and they get one video explode. But then a lot of those people also come crashing down because they had nothing to follow up with and none of their content gets recommended. So you really want to try to build a catalog. You want to build something bigger than a single video. You want to connect with an audience on in a way that you both share a similar interest and make content that brings your voice to that that conversation that's where you want to start start there and i think that you can uh, you'll be on the path to a successful youtube journey that's super interesting uh i know on our end that's a very similar journey we have is um we want to empower our creators uh to be able to focus on their content and take out some of those like you said those power themselves through those weeds because um, there's so much that I think it can be daunting for some people and that's why they don't get started. So that's something what you're doing as well as you're taking those obstacles and you're getting them out of the way so people can really focus on their content. And I think that's what you're able to do is make that accessible, I think, overall. And, and that comes across in how genuine you are. You can tell you're really excited and passionate about what you do. Um, I guess as far as uh, YouTube is concerned, what really drew you to that specific platform versus some of the other options that are out there? Because there are a lot. Yeah, there are. I had been, you know, it probably goes deep back into something else. My my dad worked for Polaroid when I was a kid, and he would bring home some of these products, even though they were mostly known for cameras and stuff. But he also brought home like these like Polar Vision that were like their 
prototype uh, Super 8 movie cameras. And I was a little yep. kid making movies at home. And I was always interested in at a young age. Like anytime I could, cr I think I've always had like a creative vibe. How can I create something? Yeah. <clears throat> Whether that be music or, or video content or whatever that might be. So that got me, that was always in me. Um, but when I specifically looked at YouTube, like I mentioned earlier, my son kind of brought me back into it. I'd been using it as nothing more than a hosting platform for videos because when I was uh, in the construction business, it, there was a time in my life when if you were in construction and you wanted to make a living and you wanted to get your name out there, and there was the yellow pages. You'd spend $7,000. You'd try to get an ad that was full page, hopefully near the front or on the back cup, somewhere it was obvious, not buried in between the T's and the U's, right? Uh, you get that good placement. You'd spend like seven grand, and that was it. That was your advertisement, advertisement for the year. Well, the phone book went away, and Google shows up. And now it's like, oh, I, I got to be found on a search engine? And it wasn't like it was today where it was like, you know, we now have all these localized searches and all this stuff that, you know, Google's really optimized. I was on Google and my little renovations company was trying to compete for front page views against Bob Vila in this old house. <laughs> I'm like, well, how am I going to beat him? So there was a lot of learning and I got really interested and I found out once um, video started taking off, I started realizing that video on Google actually could help you get recognized because if you had videos that served a particular search, you could potentially get those videos served in the videos tab. They're now all on the, onto the front page, which is even better. Um, but I, there was ways that things could get served and so I started using video. And then um, when my son you know, wanted to do something, I said, well, I already kind of have a YouTube thing. And then just looking at the data, like if you look at all of, I still consider YouTube a social media platform and because it is. And at the end of the day, yeah. it's a search engine, Yes, it's a video hosting platform, but people go there to learn, to talk. There's comment sections, there's live streams, there's community tabs. It is a social media platform. And when I looked at the data on all of the platforms out there, it just made sense. There's Vimeo, there's other ones. But YouTube is the largest platform that year after year continues to grow and outperform all of the other social media platforms um, just in growth potential. And um, not scaling back, we've seen things like Vine come up and then go away. You know, we've yeah. seen, you know, if we looked at, you know, uh, uh, it was uh, MySpace up and then it gone away. So, you know, with having Google own YouTube, you know that the money's there, the investment's there. It's not something they're looking, um, they're not looking to, you know, toss it away tomorrow. They keep putting more money into it. And I think the best days of YouTube are still ahead of us. It grows year after year. It's more competitive now but there's more opportunity. So it made a lot of sense. And I said, if I can just figure out how to be as successful on YouTube as I was when I was playing around as a little content creator in New England with Google, um, I think I can do this. I, and, and lo and behold, it's been working out. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy at the choice I've made, but I'm, I'm still always trying to you know, branch out and make sure my presence is now known on Twitter and on Facebook. And, uh, but YouTube has absolutely been the backbone of the, of the thing that I've been doing in the last couple of years. We're happy with the choice you made too. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You mentioned that um, you mentioned that YouTube is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, job you've ever had. Um, so you started YouTube for fun with your with your son. It, does it feel like a, a day job now that it is your day job? Like, do you ever get sick of it, or do you still feel as excited about it as you did when you started? Oh wow, that's a big question right there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here's the interesting here's the interesting thing. I think people who uh, um, look from the outside in think YouTuber. You make videos on YouTube and that's how you make your living. What you find out as you start to grow is 
the AdSense money, which is the way you get paid from YouTube, is not a whole lot of money. <laughs> I mean, it's not. You have to, it depends on your niche, it depends on the amount of view. You have to drive a whole lot of views in a, in a really, um, you know, uh, uh, publicly um, transferable and uh, accessible niche. My niche is so small that it doesn't matter how many subscribers and views I get, like the, the average revenue dollars that get spent by advertisers is really low. So I couldn't live off the AdSense by any means. So what I realized as I started getting into this is I had to have a revenue strategy. So when we talk about the thing that I do, it's all of it. It's making video content, it's working with brands, um, it's live streaming, it's going to events, it's doing presentations, it's creating merchandise and putting that out there. It's creating courses, it's having memberships groups, uh, doing consulting with other channels, teaching them the things that I've learned along the way and helping them get on the path. So it's a much, when my, it's like my old man, my dad, like he's in his 80s and he's, he's always like, uh, uh, explain to me what it is you do for work. <laughs> and I have to tell him it's like this really big umbrella of I'm a content creator at heart, but it, it's it's a much bigger thing, right? So I, I love the job because it's it speaks to the thing that I love is be, I've, like I said, I've been self-employed um, since I was a teenager. So I've always been self-employed and I like the idea of of owning owning my future. Um, but there's there is the harder anything is, the success is so much more rewarding when you turn around and you go, wow, I'm actually making this happen. Because I set goals my, you know, my first year in, I said, I want to hit 10,000 subscribers by the end of my first year in. And that's a lofty goal on YouTube from zero. You know, I'm doing this serious now. It's no more playing around with my son and eating. I'm going to do something. And I hit 10,000 subscribers in 10 months. And by the year mark, I was at 17,000. Um, by the, I came around the turn of the year and that's where I was like, okay, let's do this. Right. And I said, um, this is, I set goals for myself. It's all about setting goals. And I said, by the end of this year in 20, in 12 months, I want to double my income. I want to land a speaking gig at one of the conventions that I, you know, that I was starting to go to. And I wanted to have a silver play button. And by the end of the year, I had my silver play button. Wow. I was speaking at, at yeah. vid summit and uh you know i more than doubled my income so those i i love i that's the thing for me as long as i'm setting goals and figuring out a way to grow effectively and make the career always be the what i want it to be instead of letting me get sucked down the road of what other people want it to be i'm happy do you that's sleep a, yeah do you sleep? rarely <laughs> rarely <laughs> uh it's awesome it's awesome that you're talking about goal setting because we just had a conversation previously with uh, clueless bushcraft, a big TikToker who blew up. And he said the same thing. I mean, he said, I wrote my goals down. Did you write your goals actually down on paper and like, look at them? Like you don't just put them in your head and just think about them occasionally. You actually write them down, right? Like on a whiteboard that I had sitting in. So I have, this is the expanded studio. So that was my, that's my editing booth. And I had where the, where the payphone is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm charging calls now. That's how I make money. I just like charge people to use my phone. Uh, what I did was I had a whiteboard back there and I would write down like, this is what I want to do. Like the subscriber goals too. Like when I want a silver play button, I'm like, yeah. right, this is how many subscribers I'm currently getting a day. This is how many days are left in a year. This is how, and I had like it all written there. You would need to get this many subscribers average a day between now and then, which was way more than I was getting and i went i don't care i'm gonna figure out a way to do it i didn't i'm a data geek at heart but i yeah. wrote it down and i looked at it every day and went um, and i remember scratching those off early and going man that's so crazy looking back like that 
that was like such a big goal for me. And now being here is like mm-hmm. it, the, the goals you just have, you wipe them off and you write a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> no. I feel like the more people we talk to, we're going to see, see these connections. Cause he's on a different part of his journey where he's just kind of starting out and blew up on TikTok. And actually one of his goals now is to quit his day job uh, in January and he wants a silver play button. So it's funny to hear you say how you achieved that. And he's thinking the same, it, it all kind of works the same way. If you don't set those goals and actually try every day a little something like towards that goal, then it, it'll never happen. So it's really interesting to hear these patterns. And uh, I, I love it. I, we we, we kind of do it internally too. Like we, we set our own goals and uh, just for private, you know, private stuff or just stuff with Spreadshop, even our internal team. Um, we see that when we write it down and then we look at it a year later, we look at that list and we're like, holy cow, we did all, we did that. We, we did everything on the list. This is amazing. So yeah, yeah. I, um, for me, it's, it's much easier for me to deconstruct something, right? Cause that's exactly how my content is. I think about what do I want to make a video about? And I have no idea how to make the thing. Like I'll find a target and go, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could, you know, like, you know, take a, go out and film myself standing in a parking lot and flying out like Superman. I have no idea how to make that, but I just made that the other day. I had to go deconstruct it, know what the end game was, and then figure out, uh, figure out a way to get there from where I was. Didn't have the skill set, but I knew I could figure out how to do it. It's the same thing with the goals that I have for the channel. Figure out the different objectives, be reasonable in them. I know some people set this, you know, objective like, I want to be a millionaire. Well, that's a little harder to break down, you know, from, from zero. You know, set a reasonable goal and say, that's, that's, that's a harder pace than, than where I'm at right now, but I know I can get there. And if you set a reasonable goal and say, it's, it's, it's going to mean that I have to push, but it, 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 it makes me want to push because I know I can do it if I just work a, a little harder or a little smarter along the way. Now, you, you spoke on it just a little bit previously, but I want to kind of keep with the same topic. What is next for you? What is your next plan? What is your next goal list? What, what's, in the, what's the future of Daniel's channel? Yeah, world domination. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stand back, over. everyone. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's uh, the, the ultimate goal right now in a broader sense is to expand the brand because the brand really is Daniel Battelle and the brand is all about um, helping creators, um, you know, make better content, grow their own YouTubes and expand yep. as co- content creators so they themselves can actually potentially turn it into a career. So um, specifically... You know, once you hit a certain um, subscriber count, those sort of go out the window. You know, the way that YouTube works is like, you know, it's really exciting to hit 10,000. It's really exciting. You get a silver play button at, a, at 100,000. And then it's like, you know, does 200,000 matter? Does 289,000 matter? It's like, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, half a million is probably the next thing I'm looking at. But subscriber count matters less to me. It would be nice to be uh, someone who could get a million subscribers on the channel. But I care more about helping creators. So my goals are more... Um, are more flattened out, which is a lot of the reason that I'm here working with you guys is I want to expand the conversation beyond make better content, show you how to edit videos and then put them onto YouTube and then grow a YouTube channel. Because like I just said, you can see my journey has expanded. I've had to learn how to uh, have conversations with brands, um, figure out how to work with them, uh, figure out how to create my own merchandise, sell merchandise, make sure that I integrate in so many different ways as a larger revenue strategy. So doing these things, those are really my goals. I, I, I love working with you guys because you guys really are into helping creators do the thing that they want to do, right? Yep. The merch falls right in line with that and being able to print and being able to expand your brand and get your brand, you know, really label printed and recognized. 
it's just such a wonderful way to approach it. So any of these pieces that come in, that's what I want to do. I also work with StreamYard. We're here on StreamYard. Yeah. I've, I'm, uh, I'm, one of, I'm on their brand ambassador team. Um, and they're the same way. It's all about that journey. So anything that fits under the umbrella of my journey of helping content creators and things I can bring value to them, that's, that's my mission. I'm always looking to um, interact with other companies that want to do that and hopefully get these companies that I work with to interact with each other because yeah. I think uh, being being an island sometimes out there in the community can be really tricky. It's much better if everybody kind of knows each other and you know where your strengths and weaknesses are and you can reach out and say, hey, can you guys help us with this? Can you and, and everyone starts communicating and you, you have a community around you of people who are all on similar missions, but um, yeah. but all but all can help each other. I had a real quick question before when you talked about you talked when you were starting your channel talking to Brian G. Johnson. So for someone out there that doesn't know anybody, how would you how did you meet these people? Did you just reach out to them? Did you know them personally? Like, how would you suggest somebody actually start communicating or getting involved with the community? Yeah, there's a whole methodology in there. I yeah. won't break down too much. But um, <clears throat> when I first worked with Brian, he had a, a Facebook group that was um, that was uh, the Tube Ritual group that I had joined. I made sure I was involved. I was asking questions. I was trying to help other creators. I was much smaller then. Um, I was trying to help people on things where I could help them. Um, and I asked questions when I had questions, and I tried to be involved. Again, community. Uh, yeah. Brian and I got to be friends in there. Um, he eventually made me a moderator and down the line, I actually became, um, the, the co-administer, administrator of that, of that group. But, um, in there, I actually paid Brian, Brian was a consultant and I went, listen, I'm trying to fast track. I need to gain as much knowledge as I can and cut through the malarkey. I need someone to speak to me. And he had been successful on, on the, uh, on the platform. He'd written a book that, you know, he, so he had an entire tube ritual book. That's where the group came from, where he talked about in his first year, he had a mission to hit 10,000 subscribers and he did it. I said, this is my guy. So I hired him and he consulted with me. Um, but in that process, I'd originally reached out to him and said, let's do a collaboration. And I pitched him on an idea and he said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I no. went and, and I actually, the very first videos on my channel are all about the back end of that collaboration. I made like two or three videos about it. I went back, reworked the idea, came at him again and said, well, how about this? And then he was like, whoa, okay, yes, let's do that. Yeah. So we became, we're now really good friends. Um, but that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't just, you, you, you get what you, you get what you give, you know, you, to, to expect people to reach out to you and help you for no reason in any part of life is unreasonable. You know, you need to, you need to create value. You need to be, you need to be create relationships. You need to create trust. You need to create engagement. You know, you need to be able to help other people before you would ever ask them to help you. And that's what I would say is, you know, don't go in expecting anyone else to help you if you're not in there doing the work every single day and giving that same thing that you expect to get back because that's, that's how that community thing works and that relationship works. So build something, prove to people that you're in there and that you that you're part of something. And when they, when you just like any walk of life, once you're accepted into communities and people know who you are and you've made your mark, um, just because of, you know, like you have to have the highest performing channel, but you've proven that you're the kind of person you are and the kind of content you're making and the kind of human being you are that people would go, yeah, 